Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. When we move the ball, we know that no matter what the defense does, you know we're going to find the open man, we're going to find the weakness. It requires uh, IQ, it requires unselfishness, awareness, but I think we have that as a team. We know when we move it, there's nothing they can do. They can foul, they can ball moves, we attack the, we attack the rim, we find the open man, we get threes, we get dunks, we get N1s, it's pretty hard to stop. Rico Bear on what unlocks the Utah Jazz offense. They're going to be able to roll tonight against the Toronto Raptors. Jazz looking for back-to-back wins. After the Tuesday win over the depleted 76ers, ah, PK. What happens when teams switch and guys have to beat them one-on-one? The blender stops, the ball sticks. It just doesn't look the same. Move the ball. What? Move the ball. I wish my French were better. You know, like I used to say when I was coaching to the kids when they would come up to bat, a spaghetti and a meatball. Your French and your Italian sound a lot alike. Well, it, they're they're only a few miles apart if you look on the map. <laughs> Just the Alps breaking everything up. Toronto comes in seven and eight, losers of five of the last six games. And they have uh, started this Western trip with a loss in Portland. So this is game two. Well, Damon Stoudemire ain't walking through that door. There it is. All right, famous Raptors ready? Go. He's the original Raptor, is he not? I don't know the answer to that. I'll take your word for he it. He was their very first, very, pa- first, very first player, huh? The expansion era. Rudy Gay listed as probable for tonight's game. Could make his Jazz debut. we got a lot of people on social media discussing uh, expectations for Rudy Gay. What do you expect out of him? We can get to that later in the show. PK, you got some expectations for Rudy Gay you want to share with the the 7 o'clock listener? Uh, Yeah, domination. Domination, huh? That's all? Roll guy, veteran roll guy coming off the bench. You want domination. Why set your standards low, buddy boy? Like to see him get some of those uh, bully his way to the hoop and get some of those two that uh, twos that Bojan gets when they, everyone switches their mismatches and he's got to do his thing on the three point line and move the ball and be part of the offense and all of that. But interested to see what he can get a mid range or go into the hoop as well. He'll get some mismatches. He's a veteran guy. He knows what to do when he gets a guy who can't quite hang with him. Whether I just want to see him contribute and, and help the team win. Jared Butler went for 30 points as the Stars won. They beat the Santa Cruz Warriors, and Butler got to the rim, banked in a short little shot to uh, to win the game with the game tied hey, at one. We're not going to do this, are we? Ah, people are curious about Jared Butler. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. 
into the front court. Little stutter step. Boy, he's feeling it. He attacks his side on Davis and lays it in with a finger roll. How about Giannis Antetokounmpo continuing to pour in the points? Giannis unloads and hits a three from straight away and comes away with a little swagger. That's the look of confidence. Who could be more confident than Giannis right now? Tice gives it on the right flank to SGA. Behind the back dribble, shakes green across his body. Kicks the door to open. His left side angle three is on the way. Got it! Chachinga Thunder Moneyball. SGA has his ninth assist. Lugez is fourth tray and 28 points tonight. To the Suns with a basketball and a two-point lead. Chris Paul inside to DeAndre Ayton over the rim and in. It's good. Dame gets a screen on the win. Backs it out in front of ball. It's another screen from Nurk. A deep three. Buries it from Dame distance. Highlights around the NBA. It started there with the Bucks beating the Lakers 109-102. Giannis Antetokounmpo had a night. 47 points on 18 of 23 shooting. And afterwards, talking about what they've got to do to get above 500, get into the uh, playoffs, and repeat. They haven't had a healthy team here early on. They've been missing multiple starters. And now that their guys are starting to come back, he was talking about every night matters, every game matters. Said all the right things. Wow, that's we'll groundbreaking stuff there. See if they can put it together. It's more his determination when he said it, though. I believe what so. they need to do to get in the playoffs is win games. And that is what he said. Suns have won games. After a 1-3 and three start, they have won 10 in a row. They beat the Mavericks, who had Porzingis, but did not have Luka Doncic. And the Suns win 105-98. 10 in a row for Phoenix. Second in the West. One game behind the Warriors. They're picking up where they left off, PK. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they got it going on. Uh, obviously not the uh, complete uh, Mavericks team. They were down for a good portion of that game, but uh, put them away. The Blazers beat the Bulls. Damian Lillard, 22 points, 10 assists, and a 112-107 win. The Bulls off to a good start. Top four in the East, separated by a half game. It's the Wizards, Nets, Bulls, and Heat. Bulls are right in the middle of that. The Blazers have... Uh, Struggled a little bit here. They're a 500 team, but that was a nice win for them. Yeah, they... and it didn't happen with uh, the two stars shooting the ball all that well. Now, in Chicago's defense, they're missing their center. Wiesich, is that how you say his name? And he, I think he's got the COVID thing, so he's out. Uh, but uh, nice win for Portland. Portland improves to 8-8. Eight and eight. They are tied with the Lakers for the 7-8 and eight spots in the West right now after the, uh, after the Lakers lost. And the Thunder... You know, they're not good, PK, but they're not horrific either. They are 6-8 and eight after beating the Rockets, 101-89. Lou Dort, the former Sun Devil, went for 34 points. Yeah, that's amazing, man. And he also, not that he uh, former Sun Devil, nobody cares, but the fact that uh, he was undrafted is just amazing. And to have this imprint on the league, and every team passed on him twice, if not more, depending, you know, I don't know. If yeah, somebody, had, had, somebody had a bonus pick in there, right? Yeah, or maybe, and somebody didn't have, maybe two. some team didn't have two picks. Right. But nevertheless, what, 60? 60 at, draft picks, yeah. he doesn't get chosen, and now he's starting in the NBA, scoring 34 points. That's just awesome. LeBron James asked if he would play against the Boston Celtics Friday, said, I hope and Lakers coach Frank Vogel said he's day-to-day. Reports have his return at 50-50. So he's missed eight games, and he's missed 10 of the 16 the Lakers have played this year. They're 4-6 and six without LeBron this year. Two and 
Oh, that wouldn't. The math wouldn't add up on that. Never mind. I'm not <laughs> going to try to do the math on the. I'm going to mangle it. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. UVU beats Long Beach State 84-78. Fardaz. How do you say Fardaz's last name again? Fardaz Amac. Amac. 25 points, 16 rebounds. Yeah, he was I mean, putting up really, big numbers for them double. last year. Yeah, he's a double-double machine. Yeah, He picked it up. He's, he, his numbers this year are even better. better. Yeah. And he was going strong at the end of last year. Today, it's Utah State and Penn in the Myrtle Beach Invitational, 1230 on ESPNU. Scotty G will have the call on 1280 The Zone beginning at noon. Is it in Myrtle Beach? It's the Myrtle Beach Invitational. I don't know where the gym is. Sometimes they uh, fudge a little bit and, you know, the gym's 10 miles away or something. I don't know. Weaver State is playing UMass today, 3.30 on CBS Sports Network. That's the Jersey Mike's Classic. Is it in Jersey? No. I don't believe it, it is. Is that Mike's? The Myrtle Beach Invitational is being held in Conway, South Carolina. Where's Conway from Myrtle Beach, PK? That's right next to it. That's right yeah. next door. Where's the Jersey Mike's Classic? Is that in Florida or Georgia? It is in Florida. I'm trying it's in to Florida. What city exactly, though? I saw, uh, I saw Steve Klauke hooked up with some former minor league baseball player who came through town. Former St. Petersburg. So there you go, Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, there you go. All right, and Southern Utah is in Berkeley to take on Cal. Both teams one and two. Pac-12 Network, 8 o'clock. Hey, PK, what have you thought of Cal here early in the season? They suck. <laughs> Brutal. Brutal start for the Cal Bears. So see if SUU can, uh, can get something going. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I still got a lot of confidence in Mike. Uh, again, you know, the, the, this market fascinates me in the sense that, you know, he, he was anointed uh, the next coming after one game, and now everyone wants to throw him away. Like, he, he deserves better than that. That's Jets coach Robert Salah there. He is uh, going to start Joe Flacco at quarterback this weekend. Zach Wilson still recovering from his PCL sprain in his knee. They say he's not ready to re-enter the lineup, and they're going with the vet, Flacco. As the Jets so flounder White along. deserves something better based on some fan comments? I mean, I wouldn't I be know. getting into that if I were the coach. Thursday night football, Patriots, Falcons. Patriots are coming, PK. How good can they be? How quick are they going to turn things around after the uh, rebuild? I mean, that's kind of ironic. You know, the Patriots are coming because many, many years ago, there was this guy named Revere. Paul. Yeah. And same town, same area, and he was talking about the British, and now the Patriots. I mean, it, it just, history repeats itself, doesn't it? It really does. Patriots are half game behind the Bills in the AFC East. And they get the Falcons tonight, and Atlanta, 4-5. and five. See who can... Rally their playoff hopes with a win right here. Man, if the Patriots win and get to 7-4, and four, they would be feeling you're good. You're hypocritical. four-game win streak. You're hypocritical because what you do, you focus so much on the football divisions, but none on the basketball. Yes. Well, who cares where they are in the East? Why wouldn't we be concerned where they are in the AFC? I don't understand you. I think you do. You don't make I, sense. I make excellent sense. You make hell of a sense. I do make a hell of a sense. I agree with that. Finally, you're making sense. You're making a hell of a sense. Jeez. 
Judge orders former Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs III to appear before her on Monday after learning he missed a required alcohol test while on house arrest following the fatal crash he's accused of causing. By driving drunk at speeds up to 156 miles per hour, he could face a return to jail. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Oregon Ducks wide receiver Micah Pittman is leaving the program, he announced yesterday. Former four-star prospect, 12 catches this year, 38 for his career in Eugene. He started six games. So he is out of there in advance of Oregon coming to town to play Utah. USC USC quarterback Jackson Dart will make his first career start this weekend against the UCLA Bruins. Slovis is out, lower leg injury. So Dart's getting the start against UCLA. Pretty big stage to make your first start, PK. He did get to play at Washington State. Oh, he's played several yeah, times. Yeah, he's played. He's come off the bench in other games, too. You're right. Uh, so, sure, yeah. I mean, now, now's his time. Clemson Tiger star wide receiver Justin Ross is going to undergo surgery and begin preparations for the NFL Combine. He's moving on. And the Big 12 reprimands the Texas Tech radio announcers for their call in a 41 41- 38 win over Iowa State last week. Play-by-play and the analysts critical of officials. Went so far as to list off all the individual names. They're going to be suspended for a week. That is going after the refs at a whole new level. Yeah. But, I mean, you basically have fans announcing. I mean, that's who they are. At least that's the... The, the, the only fan who doesn't... Uh, the only announcer who doesn't do that in the history of announcing is you with RSL. And you pretend... When I was a kid, one of the neighbor kids wouldn't say pretend. He always said metend. I don't know why he thought that was a word. Let's metend. Like, what? Do you mean pretend? Made no sense. Ooh, take us even further beyond. What What would you guys pretend? Yeah. He was the Cowboys and Steelers and, yeah, playing football in the street, three on three. You played football in the street? I knew you were tough. <laughs> and I bet you played tackle. We really didn't. Not in the street. Did that you on, just said football in the, the street. Lawn. Right, but we played tag in the street. You only played tackle on the lawn. <laughs> well, not where I came from, but, you know. That's you play difference. tackle football in the street in Jersey? Toughness, man. We played it on the freeway, buddy. <laughs> Dodging cars. <laughs> DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. I definitely felt really good in spring. I mean, I felt like... Uh, I felt like everything had started to come together. I felt like uh, physically I was there. I felt like uh, mentally I was in a really good place. And my, like I talked about with my delivery, I felt like I felt like my delivery was repeatable, and I felt like everything was just coming together at the at the at the perfect time. Well, everything did come together, and that's why you get to take home the Cy Young Award. That's Robbie Ray. He wins it in the American League, and the Milwaukee Brewers' Corbin Burns wins the National League Cy Young Award. You surprised by either one of them? Well, I was bugged that Scherzer didn't win because then I would have preferred both guys who were taken uh, and grown up in the minor leagues and pitched a little bit in the major leagues with the Diamondbacks and that the Diamondbacks didn't think either were good enough and got rid of them. So I'll just have to settle for Robbie Ray who could never find the strike zone with Arizona but manages to find it with Toronto in his first full season gone and wins the Cy Young. You gotta... I mean, I have just not gotten over the fact that the Diamondbacks did not retain Mel Stoudemire Jr. as the pitching coach all those years ago. 
Big money deals. The Giants' Brandon Belt, $18.4 million qualifying offer to remain with the team. Astros are bringing back Justin Verlander, one year, $25 million. Player option for a second year. He's coming off Tommy John surgery. He's barely pitched in two years. But he's way old, too. Yeah, he's 38, I think, right? Yeah, and I like, I like uh, Brandon Belt, contract year, put the best year together that you've had. Haven't seen that before. Ichiro going into the Mariners Hall of Fame next August. 14 years in Seattle. Finished up with the Yankees and Marlins. But Ichiro. Well, has he been retired five years yet? Because once that happens, he's Then he goes to Cooperstown. It's 2025 is when he will be eligible for Cooperstown. Yeah, didn't he play like Miami right at the end or something? Correct. Pushed his date uh, back. Well, he yeah, he actually, yeah. and when he went back to the Mariners, which he now works as a player development coach or some such, he actually signed with the team as a player, played in that series they played in Japan, and then retired. Oh, that's what it was, yeah. So it so pushed it back another there. year. Yeah, 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 because yeah, he's a surefire Hall of Famer. He was a magician with the bat. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call him at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up. Lincoln Kennedy, Raider radio analyst, Pac-12 network analyst. We will get his thoughts on the Utes and the Ducks. Who's going to win? Lincoln Kennedy. Coming up next, Chris Camerani from The Athletic. Fans going nuts on uh, message boards, and uh, Chris came up with quite the story. It's very entertaining. We'll get to that at 8 o'clock. Antoine Staley, Oregon Ducks beat writer for the Eugene Register Guard at 9.30, right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The new zone lineup is here with the best coverage of the sports you love and the teams you can't live without. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10, followed by Jake Scott and Ben Anderson from 10 to noon. Get your daily fix of Hans and Scotty from noon to 3. And then the zone welcomes unrivaled with Alex Curie and former NFL quarterback Scott Mitchell to the team. Weekdays from 3 to 6, live and local. All day, every day. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We are joined now by Lincoln Kennedy, Raider analyst, Pac-12 network analyst. He joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. Best of State Award winner, Smart Rain has an incredible Black Friday offer running the entire month of November. Smart Rain's given free controllers along with a free Apple iPad to commercial properties who sign up with a paid cellular hosting subscription. Please visit SmartRain.net or call 877-346-3333. LK, good morning. DJ, PK, it's LK on Thursday. Everything okay? All good? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that depends on who you're talking about. Right (laughs) now. (laughs) Yeah, right. Right now, everything's okay with the Utes because they won six out of seven. They got this huge game coming up with Oregon Saturday night, 530 on ABC. Prime time on the East Coast. This is what the Pac-12 wants. This is what it gets. Let's see if they put on a good show here. See if we get a little Pac-12. I'm hoping so as well. We'll see. (laughs) But if your team loses that game, then you're not in such a good mood. So which fan base is going to be in a good mood Saturday night and which is going to be in a bad mood? You know, I still think it's going to be a, 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 a Pac-12 championship game. You know, regardless how you twist it, it's going to, it's going to come down to uh, two of the better teams playing one another. And, and I think that's what it suits up to be. Yeah, it's a real interesting situation for Utah. You know, if they win 
that's great, and that's that's the goal. But then you got to win in, in two weeks. Uh, Oregon would have a letdown because then they wouldn't be going to the playoff. But then they'd have a couple of weeks, assuming that they win the North, to recoup and get into the uh, conference final. I guess maybe that's not a guarantee uh, <laughs> since they'd have to play Oregon State. You, right. Utes, obviously, with a win or an issue loss, clinch it. Um, and I talked to you down there in Arizona, and obviously you called the game for the Pac-12 Network. It wasn't a dominating victory. I'm not necessarily right. bothered by that, but, you know, I live around some Ute fans, and I talk to them, and they were bothered by it. How much should they be bothered by it that it wasn't a dominating win against Arizona? You know, the the, the thing is, and we've talked about this before, I, I'm, I'm pleased with the fact that there's a level of competition with the Pac-12 that – there's you know, sort of a round table. It, it, it seems like every team can compete with every team. I like that. I, I mean, it, it's, it's not for, on a national standard. It's not favorable. But for, for the most part, I like the fact that every team can compete with every team. And there's never any given weekend where you're going to have one team that stands out above the most. Um, but at the same point, for a national scale, it, 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 does, not, it does not pave because – we, we look at some of these other conferences, whether it's the Big Ten or the SEC or, or whatever, I, I think they're top-heavy. I've always said that. Um, but when, when it comes down to competition, I want to see schools be able to compete with one another. doesn't matter what day it is. doesn't matter what, what, what time it is. doesn't matter who they have on the roster. I want to see schools compete, and I've enjoyed that. So. To answer your question, I mean, I'm conflicted, but at the same time, I'm, I, I saw Utah, you know, take a step above Arizona and everyone else um, to put themselves in that in that sort of not, not necessarily elite phase, but take a step and put themselves in a, in a place where they're they're competitive, and I'm looking forward to that as it comes, you know, later in the season. So Oregon can run the ball. They got a lot of guys who can run the ball. Yeah. And then you got the Utes, who normally are very good against the run. But they've been younger up front this year. It's been a problem as early as the BYU game week two, as recently as the Oregon State game. Do you think the Utes can slow down Oregon's run game, or is Oregon going to run for their 200, 250, maybe even more yards than that? I think the Utes can slow down that run game. I think it's going to be more competitive than people give it. A, uh, people look at it from the outside. Um, uh, I, I think Utah can compete with Oregon. I'm looking forward to a very good game, and there's going to be sort of a what is it rematch or whatever you look at the Pac-12 championship. I think both teams are going to uh, are going to find a way to to, to put on a advanced. I don't know, a better performance than they did this week. But I'm looking forward to Utah, really Oregon, and competing with Oregon. Is it too simple to say that Oregon and how well they do, and if they win the game, rests with how well the quarterback plays? Yes. Yes. I think it's going to come down to more than that. Ute fans have uh, trusted the offense, or excuse me, have trusted the defense for many years and then watched the offense, one eye open, one eye closed, please offense, please, come on. This year, they've been watching the defense versus the run game, and come on, hold it together, guys. But they are starting to get to the point where they trust the offense. 
you called the game in Arizona, and, and Kyle said the difference in the game is they went one for four in the red zone, and we were five of six. Right. Do, you, do you trust this offense? Is this offense going to run out and score 30, 30 points on an off week and, and 40 or more on a good week? Is that where I they are now? I think it's going to be more defensive than, than offensive. Cam Rising is, is definitely doing well, but I think it's going to be more defense. I, I, love, I love the youth's defense when it comes to this game. Thirteen games for Jimmy Lake at Washington. Yeah. This is crazy. I mean, I never would have guessed that when Chris Peterson stepped aside. Uh, what do you make of it? Uh, was it fair? And what does Washington do going forward? Really disheartening as a UW alumni. I'm not really sure what to make of it. Um, there, there, were, there were a lot of guys who liked Jimmy Lake. And I'd never met, I mean, I met him in person, but it was just a casual handshake and stuff like that. Never had a chance to get to know him. Um, I'm not really sure, to, to be honest, guys. I'm not sure of the condition of the program, where it goes after Coach Peterson. Um, so this hire for the next head coach is going to be big. It's really disheartening if, if, if you're talking you know, to alumni like myself. Um, it, it's just—it's so confusing. I don't—I don't really know to what to make of the program where they are right now. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's—it's it, it, really hard. It really hard because you know watching the program sort of evolve after the days of Don James to where they are right now. It's really disheartening to see where they're at and to understand what really is going on. I don't know what the future holds for that program there. We have been amazed at how quickly things are changing for college football coaches everywhere. Sure, Matt sure. Wells got fired with a 5-3 and three record in his third yeah. year when his second year was a pandemic season. And we followed yeah. it because he'd been the Utah State coach, so obviously we're following him. And then I'm reading about Washington, and I should have known this, but I'm just not following it close enough. But when I read it, I realized it was true. Washington and Washington State hired new coaches yeah. who never played a rivalry game against each other, and they were both fired yeah that yeah. is i mean things are moving there's a story out that like half a billion dollars in dead money to coaches have been fired over the last decade like college sports it's it's not college sports when, when you got a half billion in dead money and you got people getting a year and a half or two and a half years to build programs this is just pro sports oh, it, it, it's really unfortunate when you talk about the the, the the college roundtable that is free agency with the the portable you know stuff like that as well as the coaches it's really hard to to put your finger on it and for for me as a UW alumni um, I'm concerned because there's a, there's there's a top five job that's sitting out there that's a USC there might be more when the end of the season comes for the Pac-12. And to think of likable candidates for those places or those those positions, it's really difficult because I don't know what is going to be available. I don't know who's going to be available. I should say that's a better way of saying it. It's really unfortunate. So um, it, it really is a, huh, a very uh, tumultuous, if you will, uh, sort of roundtable going around the country when it comes to college football. And it's unfortunate. I don't know, especially for the program, as I said, I'm a proud alumni for UW. I don't know where the future holds for my, 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 my very well university. 
As soon as the Washington job came open, Kalani Stocky at BYU's name surfaced. Uh, yeah. Would you be interested? At least talk to him? I haven't. You know, I think they're going to talk to him. I don't, I don't know where they're going to go. I haven't had a connection with the, the regents and the people who are in power at UW just yet. Um, this is such a surprising move. Um, to fire a lake and everything else. Uh, so um, I, I think that he'll probably be in, in his name will probably be in, in Hunt as well. So you're calling Raider games, and we hear you here on the zone, back-to-back yeah. losses. I mean, they were 5-2. and two. It looked so good. Yes, there have been a lot of distractions, but right. they're in first place. Kansas City's defense can't stop anybody. Hey, the Raiders could really have something going here. Two games later, they got two losses. Kansas City six and four, back in the lead. The whole division's up for grabs. Any of the four teams could win it based on where they stand right now. Are you surprised by this turnaround, or did you think all along that there's not much separating these teams? So, if after nine or ten games they're this close together, who's surprised? Probably the latter. What I'm most surprised with is the sloppy play that the Raiders put on Sunday night against the Chiefs. The fact is, the penalties and the 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 undercomings, if you will, for the game allow the Chiefs to to excel. Uh, look, the Raiders have got to put themselves together, get themselves together. They can't have penalties that that, that stop themselves or you know you know. Uh, Hindered drives, if you will. I looked at you know the first drive that the, the Raiders defense went three and out. The first drive ended with a fourth and one and a penalty on an offensive lineman who jumps off sides. You know Alex Leatherwood. It was so disappointing. You cannot lose possessions when you come to an efficiently offense, offensively efficient team, and that's exactly what the what the Raiders did. They've got to find a way to put themselves together. It's still plenty of time. You still got plenty of season left. But they've got to find a way to win win games rather than find a ways to lose games. I was surprised that Kansas City's uh, put so much pressure on Carr. Uh, right. I don't know if it was the offensive line or what. What was going on there? The offensive line. Uh, just, but at the same point, I think Derek Carr has to trust his offensive line better because there were opportunities where they picked up the blitz, they picked up the the, the, the pass rush, and he still threw checkdowns. He's got to find a way to look downfield and be more aggressive. He did not do that in the Kansas City game. So now you got to sprint to the finish here over the final, uh, what depends on the team, seven or eight games here. Is there one team you trust more or less than the others? No. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that I think the Denver Broncos are out of the competition, but it comes down to Chargers, Chiefs, and Raiders. Who's going to win the AFC West? Do you believe in what the Patriots are doing here to turn around? Is Belichick going to stun us all? Or they're just, well, they won a couple, well, they've won four, though, so it's not more yeah. than a couple. It's four in a row now. What do you think? How, how good are they? That division has always been sufficiently weak. You know, there's no one else and who's in competition except the Buffalo Bills, if you think about it. I, I, I'm not surprised with Belichick and the Patriots. They're in the hunt. Like you know, since they found their quarterback, they have a good team all around. But you know, when it comes to the rest of that division, other than the Buffalo Bills, who are you going to re- rely on? No one. So I'm not surprised at all. Well, it'll be interesting to see what they do the next couple weeks because they finish right. up with the Dolphins and Jaguars. So it feels like they got a couple couple wins built in there at the end if they can if they can hang okay. around. They could be in good shape. 
Well, Lincoln, we appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on, talking a little college football, a little pro football. Uh, we will talk. What, what's your uh, college football game this week? You got one? I've got UW versus Colorado in Boulder. Oh, okay. Yay. <laughs> Long times. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, we'll give you a chance to talk to Washington people and see what you can yeah, learn about. Yeah, exactly right. I'm going to try to figure that out. But yeah, DJ PK, it's always good to be with you guys. Thanks, All right. man. Thank you. Lincoln Kennedy joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Washington, Colorado. Where are they going? Pretty much sideways. Right now. Yeah. That is what I would call a sickos game of the week right there. Neither offense can score, really. First one to ten? <laughs> sure feels that way. All right, coming up, we got Chris Camerani from The Athletic. Join us at the top of the hour. we got the question of the day coming up. Next, we will pose that. Kyle Whittingham, what does his future hold, PK? We'll get to that next. Stay with us. This is Hanson Scotty. Let's do it. Blake Anderson, head coach at Utah State. You talk about 1-0, and and uh, but you are dealing with uh, you know kids that are on social media. They see what's going on. I know you mentioned you addressed it a little bit last week. Is that something you address again, or you feel like that message is sent across to these guys, knowing that, hey, block out what's out there, just focus on Wyoming, and everything else will take care of itself? I really did talk to them about drowning out the noise and having laser focus on the job that is at hand and, and doing what we have to do, and there's nothing going to be easy. It gets even harder. To me, the more tendencies you have, attrition is taking hold, there's expectations and pressure that you didn't have at the beginning of the season, it gets tougher and tougher to maintain that. It's got to be important enough to us we're willing to go out and pay the price to earn it, and I think that starts at practice. What kind of a show is this? Catch Hans Olsen and Scotty G every day from noon to 3 on 97.5 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com Hot Takes or Toast is brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair? It's 2021 and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment or visit www.utahhairmd.com. Sports Illustrated reports industry sources say Kyle Whittingham may retire after this season. And your reaction is? Austin says he's coached a long time, and if he decides to retire, good for him. He can't coach us forever. It's better to go out on his own terms. Jason says retire equals coach USC. No. Andrew says, can't come as too much of a surprise. Has always said he didn't want to coach forever, and you could also see how devastating losing two players in less than a year has been and how it's taken a toll on him. While Ben says, my uncle's cousin's dog walker's co-worker read on 4chan that he's renewing for the next millennium. I don't know what that means. Uh, That's people, I think, mocking, reporting, and anonymous sources. Okay. Okay. Right. And this was also a May PK, so it's not a. Uh, it's not like they're reporting it's a done deal. True, yes, very much true. Obviously, Joe says if he wins the Pac-12, then that'd be a good time to retire. However, Sports Illustrated isn't reporting anything. The twelve eighty hasn't already been saying for weeks now. I think SI is just copying you guys. I don't think so. I think they have uh, independent information. It could be achieved and acquired through different sources, and the information can be the same. Uh, 
So uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think the Sports Illustrated is listening to us. Maybe I'm wrong. There are other ways to find out, right? Agents know when uh, coaches are putting staffs together and that kind of stuff. So that's certainly one way to find out. Untold numbers of ways to find out. James says, if it is true, thank you for all your hard work and dedication to the young men who grew and learned and developed under your tutelage. You've changed our fan base forever. Forever. Oh, that's dramatic. I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and don't lose sight of the fact that uh, either uh, Saturday or next week, he will become the winningest coach in Utah football history. And, you know, you can downplay that and all that stuff. And I mean, that's not the reason why he coaches by any stretch. Uh, but it's a milestone. If you're there, you know, why not get it? What's is the old Bill Russell line or something? I think it was Bill Russell. Somebody said, hey, we, we got to play the game. We might as well win it. Something like that. It's one of those somebody, I think it was Bill Russell, made a quote. Uh, so the point being, you know, if you're close to this record, you might as well get it. Be the winningest coach in Utah history. And you're a Utah guy through and through. You know, you will have been there. Uh, I don't know what those other the Ike Armstrong guys, I've only heard the names. You know, how long did were they employed at the university? Obviously, you play more games now than you did back then. But uh, he's coming up on 30 years being employed at the university. You know, all of his kids went there, and, you know, they're so active in the program, at least for cheering and all that stuff. Uh, they consider themselves hardcore U of U folks in the, in the way that Scally does with his grandfather and everything. So that means something. You know, the day he decides to retire, whenever that might be, it's like, all right, wow. Uh, that's really awesome, man. You put together an awesome career, you know, in the manner of a Lavelle Edwards type deal in terms of duration. Uh, Lavelle was there longer if you go with the assistants. Right, uh, but Kyle just—we may literally never see anyone in any sport at this university be there for thirty years. That's very impressive. Did Mac? How long did Mac? I mean, he did three different stints, but I think he probably would have been around twenty years. Impressive, nonetheless, too. Yeah, I mean, all those guys. Yeah. If if you're if you're a head coach somewhere for several years. You probably have done impressive work, especially going forward. My gosh, Jimmy, uh, <laughs> right. get 13 games and you're out the door. You know what I mean? So going forward, certainly uh, you have to do impressive work. And Ronnie Mack did do impressive work. Uh, and sure, yeah, Kyle would have uh, would have taken it some steps beyond. But, you know, uh, how hard would it have been able to do if you didn't have Ronnie Mack doing the heavy lifting originally? You know, you can go on and on on that, and my thought and probably yours is the same. You know, Ronnie Mack, somebody needed to do what Ronnie Mack did, and he was the one who did it uh, in order to get that program to a respectable level, and obviously he did. And Urban with a one-night stand, so to speak, good for him. But then Kyle took it up, and, you know, what is he? Is his 17th season? So, wow, that's that's really incredible. Kirk says, good for Kyle. He's earned it. Jared says, exhale, coach, you've earned it. And Matt says, Sports Illustrated still around? Matt's not the only one who's made that joke. Well, the, the printed product has been reduced greatly, but the online product is still there. 
Yeah, still very much there, actually. You got a feeling for uh, the odds on this, on how close it is? Sports Illustrated surviving? <laughs> no, Kyle. <laughs> I mean, if he wins, if he wins the Pac-12, that is, um, you know, that's another check mark. That's another yeah, I don't accomplishment. Think that has anything to do with it. Oh, really? You think you just tie when it's time, it's time, and none yeah, of that yeah, matters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when you're done, you're done. Uh, you know, I don't think that you're going to go. Well, I'll just I'll just try for this one more thing, because then you try for that. And if you get it, great. But, you know, what are you going to do? We've seen players do that. They're going to try to go, uh, you know, give it another shot. And it just, it just doesn't work. I mean, Tony Gonzalez, remember tight end for KC and then trying it with Atlanta. And I'll just try to hang on and hang on. And we've seen it a number of basketball players. Barkley did it, tried to get that. Steve Nash and, you know, it went to the Lakers and it didn't just – didn't There's work. nothing there, yeah, you know right, what I mean? Yeah. And so you look back, and what's the point there? You had this illustrious career. Okay, you came up short. Uh, so be it. Uh, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't take away from your illustrious career. Uh, I don't think it, 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 it's, it's a part of it, but you know, you still had it. So I don't know that. Well, I, man, I got to get this, and once I get this, because if you don't, if you get it, great. But if you don't get it, well, do I got five more one years in me because I'm trying to get this thing? Because I think there'll be a contender next year, too. Uh, so I'm not sure. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not saying that this is just my personal opinion. I have never once talked to Kyle Whittingham about, hey, are you going to retire if you win the Pac-12? <laughs> Haven't had that conversation, huh? <laughs> I have not. No, I have not at all had that conversation. You know, and I'm... And, I'm in a little bit of a sticky spot here because I don't want to reveal stuff that doesn't want to be revealed. That's not my place. It, it's just too, it, the, I did the same thing with Lavelle Edwards, uh, and I wasn't near as tight uh, with Lavelle. Uh, but I had I had heard in uh, going into that season that he was done, that he was done, and I had it. Multiple people told me, uh, but I never asked him. You know, are you done? Uh, because I knew it was coming. And I felt like, all right, well, you know, let's have him have his day in the sun, so to speak. He's earned that. And I feel it's the same way here. Uh, but, you know, this this thought, whoever put that out there, you know, what we've been talking about, it's certainly been out there. And I'm not going to deny that I've heard about it for a good while. And it's crossed his mind, obviously, because he's spoken about it uh, in his own way. He said that. He's made that, he's answered that question about, not really a question, I guess, but he's stated that he's not interested in coaching super long. You know, on Sunday, he turned 62. And not, not that that's old, because that's, that, for some folks, that could be old. But for others, that's not even close to being old. But his father did pass at 64, and he has been doing it a long time. Uh, and that's that's a you know if he had gotten the job at 57, you know maybe that's another story, but he didn't. He got it what when he was in his early 40s, uh, mid 40s, and then before that, you know the defensive coordinator. That's a uh, a position that has a lot of authority in and of itself. So he's been doing this for a long time. So he'll make his decision when he makes it, 
and he'll announce it on his timetable. But yeah, it's out there, and and it's a possibility. All right, we'll leave it right there. We got Chris Camrani coming up. He'll join us next from the Athletic. The uh, as fan bases get crazier, there are people documenting that, and uh, it, it's kind of interesting how much of an impact it really has as we see coaches. Man, the, the tenure gets shorter and shorter. They get let go more and more quickly. And uh, Chris <laughs> finds a, a humorous local tie to all of this. And we will do that next. DJ and PK, uh, we got tickets to give away this morning to see the Jazz and to see the Raptors tonight. We've got our first pair of tickets right now, 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. Be caller 12 right now. We'll send you the game to see the Jazz and Raptors, and we'll do it again at 8.30. We'll give away another pair of tickets and again at 9.30. Stay with us right here on the Zone Sports Network.